I had some leanings towards the music industry side of it. I was the music director and, and, you know, doing tracking with labels or whatever. And so I got really enamored of music industry at large and independent kind of gave me a little, a little bit of that, you Mm -hmm. know, when I started independent, it was like, I was so excited, like, man, I'm gonna hang out and smoke weed all day and like, sure. Listen to records and no, no, I was (laughs) far, as you said, it's work. Yeah, it's work. Happy 420. It's 420 right now. While I'm recording this, what a holiday, right? And really very cool that 420 is rolling into, coming up on Saturday, Record Store Day. I had this bright idea to invite some local record store owners to come into the studio with me and jump on What's New Now. Hello, I'm Sean, by the way. And they were so kind to say yes and stop on by. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes for Record Store Day. If you've been participating for years, maybe you don't know all of this. Maybe you already do. But I wanted to get some insight from the other side of the counter. I'm a shopper. I'm a consumer. You know, record stores make it look so fun and so cool and really set everything up for us on Record Store Day. They get up early, open the doors for us, and welcome us in to raid their stores I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, that's what they're supposed to do. It's what they're there for, for us to shop. But there's just a lot of work that goes into it. And that's what you're going to learn in these bonus episodes. This episode, we're going to talk to Matt, the man in charge at Independent Records here in Colorado Springs. It's been around since 1978. And as long as I can remember, it's been a part of my time in the years that I've lived here in Colorado Springs I got to meet bands there. I got to watch performances there. And of course, spent plenty of money, bought plenty of gifts at Independent Records. So let's jump in. Matt from Independent Records on What's New Now. Hi, my name is Matt Garung, and I work for Independent Records and Video. And of course, that is right here in Colorado Springs. Anyone that has lived here for any kind of significant amount of years, I've moved in and out of the city. But one thing that has always remained has been independent (laughs) records, no matter what, you know, through the ups and downs, through the economy drops. This city has seen its fair share of it. Obviously, independent records is stuck around. We have. We we definitely have survived and uh, continue to survive. And sometimes it's... Not pretty, but, you know, we we put our heads down and and try and make it work every day. When was Independent Records established? Um, Independent opened in Colorado Springs in 1978. There were Independent Records stores in the Denver area. I remember Um, that, yeah. Right on Colfax. Yeah. Um, The first one was right next door to Casa Bonita Mm -hmm. in Lakewood. And a guy named Bruce started it and... He got his best buddy Orville to come out from California and run his warehouse. And then Orville drove down to the Springs over a weekend and was like, wow, there's no real good record stores down here. And uh, licensed the name and opened up the store that ended up on Platt and expanded from there. And our 94.3 kilos, you know, launched in 1978. So yes. there must have been quite a, that must have been quite a movement here in Colorado Springs in 1978, like thinking back on that, you know? Yeah. And there was definitely, you know, uh, a common denominator with that, you know, some alliance between Kilo and Independent that's 
I feel like still remains, you know, good for, for both places mm-hmm. um, to be able to, to bounce things off of each other and, and work together. And uh, it's been a fantastic partnership and just kind of, you know, independent is, uh, you know, synonymous with the Springs just as much as, as Kilo is. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, and Kilo probably a lot more. But. Let's get back to independent yeah. records. Uh, it Like I said, anyone that's been in and out of this city or been a part of this city over the years has definitely visited independent records for whether it's bongs, books, uh, old Playboys, you know, CDs when CDs were huge. Do people still buy CDs a lot? People still buy CDs. And actually, we've had an, an increase in, in CD sales over the last two years, um, which has been surprising. But it's kind of uh, something that's been happening industry wide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely didn't ex- hasn't re-exploded the way vinyl re-exploded. Right. Um, but there's definitely a, a, an uptick in, in people wanting to have CDs. Um, Wild. Yeah. And I think, think like millennials are getting sentimental now? To a degree. I see millennials coming in and, and getting things on CD that are looking for things that maybe they had just had on a on a yeah. download or something or, or streamed right. or, or whatever. Or used to have maybe or back you, in the day. Yeah, or yeah used to have. right. Um, there's always a lot of people coming in looking for things they used to have that <laughs> lost in a divorce or a you know some sort of disaster. Well, that's so. been the story of my life at Independent <laughs> Records, man. Or uh, that I would get rid of, like I would buy, sell, trade, you know, and then mm-hmm. regret it later. So, yeah, I've done that myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into Record Store Day. Uh, cool. One of the other reasons that I wanted to bring you in here, and it's um, such a fun holiday, and it's a cool holiday. But there's a lot of like back end to it for sure that maybe those of us that are just consumers on Record Store Day don't fully understand. I I think it's cool to talk about the work that goes into it for really the whole point of Record Store Day is to bring focus on local record stores, right? Independent record stores. Absolutely. Um, But it's become quite a chore. It it is quite a chore. Um, You know, when it when it started out, we were, you know, anything goes and we were figuring it out as it happened. Um, but there's a lot of work, you know, especially as it got bigger, you know, like the the third and fourth year, we really saw uh, a ridiculous amount of people, you know, when the line wraps around the building almost twice that, you know, we're, we were like, wow, we're, we're onto something here. And so preparation for that became a major part of Record Store Day, you know, analyzing what titles are coming out, what they mean to our consumers and, mm-hmm. you know, do we take a chance on something that's relatively new or can we, can we get enough of, of something? Um, there's a, there's a lot of analytics that, that go into pl- getting our orders ready and placing sure. our orders in a, in a very limited amount of time. Cause basically when the list goes wide to the public, we've seen the list for maybe 24 to 48 hours before that. And generally have that week to get our orders in. What? So on yeah. top of everything else we're doing day to day, this becomes a major project to, you know, make make the best purchasing decision that we Is can. Is there like a king of re- king or queen of record store day? And then you, when you submit those <laughs> orders, that king or queen or whatever is like, yes, you will get this and you will get that. I mean, how does that work? Or is that coming straight from the labels, you know? It used to be up until in pre-COVID times, it was based off of who you ordered from. Okay. So the people at Universal or Sony would decide, 
who they're allocating what to. Crazy. And it was generally based on, I feel, I don't have any solid proof, but I feel like it was it had to do with your billing overall, like yeah, your yearly sure. billing. Like, yeah. you know, bigger accounts got you know, yeah. a better choice, better selection. Absolutely. Um, smaller accounts got what was left. We see that in radio, by the yeah. way. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. What concerts are coming here versus Denver, you know? Yeah, yeah. Same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that was a, a major factor. And so what was kind of cool as as the buyer, I would, you know, source out from different places. I, you know, if there was a big, like a Foo Fighters piece, I would order what I, uh, I would over order from Sony mm-hmm. and then go to the one stops and order more just to try and, because I know we're going to get allocated. There's lots of stores participating and, right. you know, nobody really gets what they order for the most part. So you outsource it to other vendors yeah. and try and get really what you wanted initially. So if you want 50 pieces, you know, you order 50 from somebody and 10 from this guy and 20 from this guy and, you know, what ultimately what what your initial goal was. That's the vibe I've always gotten just from, you know, following different record stores and stuff is we don't know. We don't really know. It could be, like you yeah. said, 50 of these or it could be like five at, yeah. in the end. You don't know. So with that, that kind of has turned into a problem industry wide with certain stores would just order ridiculous amounts of product mm-hmm. and it would turn into everyone is getting shorted on their regular order and one or two stores are getting, you know, like, let's say Amoeba. Let's say Amoeba. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't throw Amoeba under the bus like well, that. Well, no, but, no. Um, but they are you know, like. For an, an example, if, if yeah. Amoeba was to order 100,000 of the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. you know, and they get, you know, maybe 1,000. If it's, you know, a 5,000 print piece, then yeah, everyone else is, is going to get a handful. So. <laughs> So the people who run Record Store Day recognized this problem and became in during 2020 or maybe it was last year. I think it was last year. They they became involved in the allocation between all of the distributors. They narrowed it down and said, you can't buy Record Store Day product direct from a manufacturer like Mm -hmm. Universal or whoever. It has to go through a one stop. And so they work with the the Record Store Day works with the one stops and looks at all of the orders from all the stores and then helps decide the allocation. So it's a little, it's a lot more balanced. Um, because it's the whole point, again, it, of Record Store yes. Day. Right. Everybody has, you know, a little bit of something. And, you know, the ultimate goal is to to bring consumers in who don't normally shop at record stores or maybe gave up on it or, or just never mm-hmm. knew. And you know, we, we want to show people, you know, yeah. this is cool. This is what we do. This is, you know, a, a really amazing thing. You know, we're art dealers, essentially, you know. we're That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, we're putting art in people's hands. I feel like Record Store Day, too, you talked about lines wrapping around the building and stuff. And I, I do feel like it became a very word of mouth thing, which made it really cool. So your friends that collect records, if you weren't fully aware of Record Store Day back then, would, you know, look what I got. I got this on record story. Well, what the hell? What are you talking about? So I think that built up that sort of intrigue of, am I going to get it? Is it there that, you know, it's, yeah. Americans, we love that too. That stress of <laughs> stress shopping yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We get very excited about what we maybe can't have. Um, right. But we exactly. have a chance. Um, so that, yeah, that's always been cool. And, and yeah, definitely the first few years it was, it was word of mouth. It was people who kind of already shopped at record stores where, we're, mm-hmm. we're hip to it. And 
Um, but when the artists and, and definitely some bigger artists got involved and, and the ambassador uh, aspect of it began to happen, that's when mm-hmm. it really became big. That's when people who, you know, were maybe casual music listeners or just, you know, not, not necessarily music consumers started becoming music consumers. And um, is there anything you want to highlight about Record Store Day this year for independent records? Um, and also maybe talk about your new location. Oh, well, yeah. Back in, in January, we moved to uh, 195 North Academy at the, the corner of Bijou and Academy. Um, it's a cool new store. It is cool, and you can't miss your colors. The yeah. red, the yellow, it just stands out. You see it at kind of at the it top does. of the hill there. <laughs> it's a good independent <laughs> yellow. It's fresh. It's not, it doesn't have 40 years of, of grime on it. And uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's a cool little spot. That I mean, it's not little, but it's smaller than the store on Platte was. And that's okay because we're more focused on, on particular things, music, movies, et cetera. We're not delving into, you know, samurai swords or. or <laughs> Right. Eclectic things, you know, which, you know, we may do again at, at some point, but now we're just really focused on, on media. Um, so for Record Store Day this year, um, we're having a, a used sale. So anything used is 20% off. And oh, very cool. We've got tons of good used vinyl that we've been kind of saving up for this day. And um, that's enticing. So think, yeah. So I think people are going to be really ex- excited about what they see on the shelves. So we're opening at nine and we did scale back what we bring in this year. Um, Record Store Day can be a very expensive day to participate in as a, as a business. I mean, you can, you can <laughs> get into, you know, six figures real quick. That's um, wild. Yeah. As, as expensive as vinyl is yeah. the consumer, it's just as expensive for us. I mean, we don't make a, a ton of money off of it, but uh, you know, sure. enough that it's, you know, it's definitely worth it to, to, to do. But, um, so we scaled back, we, we, we brought in some of the bigger titles and, you know, there's 450 titles every year mm-hmm. that they offer in the past. We've made an effort to bring in everything because we're, we, we want to, you know, have those weird eclectic titles for people who are mm-hmm. looking for those this year. We said, uh, Need to back off a little bit and just focus <laughs> on more commercial. the bigger titles, <laughs> and you know maybe somebody else can can bring in sure. the the more eclectic ones. And uh, so, but we're we're excited for people to to come out and see our new digs if they haven't yet, and and maybe get some good deals on on used records. And hopefully, if they get in line early enough, they can grab. You know, something record store day exclusive. So I always feel like there's something nobody else wants that I want. And so I don't stress <laughs> too much. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. there it is. There's that one thing. So, well, very cool. It's been so great talking to you and um, anticipating Saturday. It's exciting. And I know that a lot of work goes into it. So I just want to thank you for all of you at Independent Records, seriously, bringing and keeping um, this culture in Colorado Springs for so long. Well, thank you very much. We couldn't do it without everyone coming in. <laughs> That's true. And I want to say this. Um, you guys always have really cool, like, DJ in there, you know, just hanging out, playing music, especially on weekends, Saturdays, Sundays. Yeah, um, DJ Gravity. DJ Gravity. Is he going to be there on Records He Record is going to be there. Talked Amazing. Talked to him the other day, asked yeah. him if he would, and he said, of course. And so, yeah. very excited to have him in. And uh, He's so fun. He is. Yeah. He just brings the party. He so. does bring the party. All right. Very cool. Thanks for jumping on What's New Now. You bet. Thank you.
Thanks to Matt from Independent Records for jumping on this podcast, What's New Now. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, follow X1039 on all of our socials, X1039 Radio. And if you want to give me a follow, do it. Sean Lucero CO on all the socials.